welcome to the A Thousand Lives broadcast, the go-to podcast for all things related to Christian missions in China. This is Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you'll also find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends, as well as to help you encourage others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. For last week's broadcast, we took another exciting look into the life of Hudson Taylor and learned about who he considered to be his father in the faith, William Burns. Mr. Burns, as he was known to the young Hudson Taylor, had a massive influence on how Hudson Taylor did ministry and recruited missionaries for the China Inland Mission. And that influence came in the form of the life-on-life relationship that they shared for a few brief years during Hudson's first term in China. Their relationship exemplified what we at Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team call withness. That is, a relationship between a father in the faith and a son in the faith where the younger is allowed to cut his teeth on ministry and learn from the senior saint while doing life and spending much day-to-day time with him. In his witness with Mr. Burns, Hudson Taylor learned many invaluable lessons and ministry strategies that he not only kept with him for the remainder of his time in China, but also passed on to his many future missionary recruits with the China Inland Mission. Be sure to download Young Hudson, Mr. Burns, and the Witness to Make a Missionary to hear all about how the Lord used William Burns in Hudson Taylor's life and learn what we today can glean from their time together. As always, Never miss an episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast by going ahead and subscribing or following on your podcasting platform of choice. We're on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Player FM, and so much more. Head on over to visionforchina.org slash podcast. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G slash P-O-D-C-A-S-T for a complete directory of where you can listen in online. Subscribing to or following the broadcast will set you up to get a notification each Monday morning as new episodes are published. Alternatively, you can find Vision for China on Facebook, where giving us a like will keep you up to date with occasional posts about what our team is up to, as well as what we're talking about here on the podcast. Now, if you're more of the Instagram persuasion, you can find and follow Vision for China there as well. And remember, if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a review or comment too. The more interaction the podcast gets, the more likely it is to be recommended to others. Help us get the word out that Jesus needs to be made much of in China. He is worthy. And also, if you're an overachiever and want to go that extra mile, go right ahead and share the broadcast on Facebook or Instagram, or maybe send a personal email to that person you know who is teaching English in China currently, or that person at church considering getting involved in missions. We with Vision for China are asking the Lord to raise up more preachers to go to China with the gospel. And we want to get the word out that there are opportunities to serve the Lord in this awesome country. Sending someone a quick link to this podcast or sharing with them on social media might just be the first time they've heard that there is actually a way to preach and minister full-time in China. They may have never heard of all the opportunities to make Jesus known through preaching and serving him there in the Middle Kingdom. So go ahead and share with them. They'll probably thank you for it. 
For this week's broadcast, we are going to jump into yet another story from the life of Jonathan Goforth. This time, he recounts how the preaching of Wang Fuling, an evangelist preacher, led to the conversion of a man named Yang Jingfu and many others in the Yang family. As the story goes, preacher Wang preached in such a way as to make the scripture come alive. It astounded the farmer to the point that he was thrilled to go and tell his family the words of God. What was it, though, about Wang Fuling's preaching that intrigued this farmer so? What exactly did he preach? And what about that passage of Scripture astounded him so much that he would gladly share the gospel with his family and lead many of them to the Lord? We'll dive into all that and more right after the Chinese region of the week. Our region for this week is the region of Ningxia. Ningxia is located in North China and is home to just over 6 million people. This region has about the same number of people as all of the country of Bulgaria in Eastern Europe and is in great need of preachers surrendered to taking the gospel to them. Ningxia is what is called an autonomous region. In China, autonomous regions are similar to a province, but they're different in the fact that they contain a higher population of a particular minority ethnic group. Now, in Ningxia, the minority ethnic group with the high population are the Hui people. The Hui people usually are believers in Islam. In fact, in Ningxia, Muslims form over 34% of the population. Please pray for these people to be reached with the gospel. Please pray for all the different ethnic groups in Ningxia to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. The majority of people that live there do not know anything about the gospel. Would you pray that laborers would be raised up to take the good news of Christ's death for them, to them? Ningxia is yet another great place in China with many opportunities to serve the Lord and preach the gospel. Friends, I again remind you that there are really countless opportunities to come to China and preach the message of salvation. There are so many in Ningxia who know nothing of Jesus, much less that he gave his life for them. Brother, are you praying about serving Christ overseas? Are you considering what he'd have you do with your life? Why not consider giving your life to preaching Jesus in China? Why not devote your life to magnifying him among the people of this huge nation? There are literally dozens of millions of people all throughout the provinces and regions of China that have yet to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And you, my friend, could be the one to tell them. You could be the one to bring the glad tidings. Would you pray for the people of Ningxia? Would you pray for them to hear the gospel and be saved? Would you pray and ask the Lord to send them more laborers who will surrender their lives to give them the gospel? Brother, why not surrender your life to being that laborer and boldly proclaiming the gospel among them? How, after all, are they going to hear without a preacher to go and preach? One afternoon in the late autumn of 1895, a well-to-do farmer was returning home after selling vegetables in a nearby city when he passed the gate of some sort of meeting house and heard the faint voice of a man coming from inside. 
Farmer Yang had heard rumors about this meeting house, that it was the place where some of the foreign devils and their followers met on the regular to discuss who knows what sort of strange ideas about life and religion. He started to continue on his way when suddenly the voice raised in volume and he distinctly heard a wasted it all, punctuated by faint gasps of people who obviously were listening to whoever it was that was speaking. Well, curiosity got the best of Farmer Yang, and before he knew it, he found himself pushing the great gate wide enough for him to slip through and into the meeting house. Upon entering, he realized he was in a large room, well filled with men. They were all so intent on the preacher that no one seemed to notice Farmer Yang's entrance. He sat himself down just inside the door and spent a brief moment taking in his surroundings before his attention suddenly became so riveted on the speaker and what he was saying that all else was forgotten. And just like that, this prodigal spent the last sin of his inheritance on wasteful and selfish things, exclaimed the preacher. The evangelist preaching this particular day was none other than Wang Fuling, a spirit-filled man whose dark, livid skin betrayed the fact that he had been an extreme opium smoker before coming to Christ. Wang was tall, though hunched over a bit, and due to his opium-filled past would punctuate every few sentences with a cough that would shake his entire frame. Other than the power of God upon his preaching, there is simply no explanation for how anyone of his appearance and condition could keep an audience so spellbound, and yet the power of God it was upon his life. Because there, Farmer Yang sat absolutely riveted on every word coming from this man's mouth. He was fascinated at what Preacher Wang had to share about this captivating story. A prodigal? A wasteful and rebellious son? A squanderer of his father's wealth and honor? How embarrassing, the farmer thought. A loving father who loved his son and took him back into his arms despite the shame brought upon the family by his actions? A father of compassion? It all seemed too good to be true. Such things were all very new to Farmer Yang, but nothing could prepare him for what came next. I am this prodigal, exclaimed Preacher Wang. I am this embarrassment of a son. He went on to detail his previous life of sin. He told of his former bondage to opium. He told of his mountain of sins. Then Preacher Wang boldly proclaimed the love of his father, his heavenly father, a father who, despite his sin and shame and wastefulness, took him in arms of compassion and welcomed him as a son, a father who, by the Holy Spirit, made him a new man, a new creature, and made all things new. Farmer Yang, at the close of the meeting, was stunned. Slowly and quietly, he arose and continued on his way home. A new light had entered into his soul. 
he saw things as he never had before. Upon arriving at home, he found an uncle, pulled him aside, and invited him to share a meal of millet porridge with him. There they squatted in a back corner of their home, bowl of porridge in one hand and chopsticks in the other, as Farmer Young began to excitedly share the fascinating story of the Father in Heaven who would take any sinner and wipe his slate free from sin. His uncle, also moved by the story's power, agreed to accompany Farmer Young the following day to hear Preacher Wong preach yet again. The outcome of their visit at the meeting house that day was that both became Christians, and before a year had passed, most of the great Yang clan had professed Christ as Lord and Savior. Brothers, here we have yet another story of the gospel, the power of God unto salvation, accomplishing what it was designed to do as the man of God preaches it. Preacher Wang was a great evangelist and preacher who ended up spending the majority of his days preaching the gospel, discipling converts, and exalting Jesus there in China. A story that so many of us might regard as elementary or simple was used of the Lord to excite this farmer and his family about the love of God for sinners. They had never heard anything like it. It was music to their ears. Praise the Lord for preachers like Preacher Wong, and praise the Lord that he sent Jonathan Goforth and his missionary companions to this region of China to lead Wong to the Lord and train him to preach. Brother, why not give your life to attempt a similar work in China? Why not surrender your life to making much of Christ by training up Chinese preachers like Preacher Wang to carry his message far and wide in China? You could be used of the Lord to win the next preacher Wang to Christ. You could be used to train him up to preach and teach the scriptures to his kinsmen. Would you come to China to preach the compassion and love of God, to send his only begotten Son into the world to save sinners? The Lord could use you to disciple and train men just like Preacher Wang to spend their days making much of the Savior in China. Why don't you? Why not commit your life to making the grace of Christ known in China? Again, brothers, opportunities abound to preach Jesus and serve Him in China. I beg you to consider China. I plead with you to pray and ask the Lord what He would have you do for Him in China. We with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team have identified some 120 cities throughout China that have populations of at least 1 million people each. That's right. One million people per city. Think of the multitudes you could preach the gospel to. Think of the multitudes that need to hear, and think of the men that the Lord might give you to train up to carry on the work in those cities as well as in the surrounding regions. Think of how you could send them out to establish works and churches of their own all over China. If you want to take that next step toward China and learn how to continue on a path toward full-time ministry there, reach out to us with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. 
You can email us at info at visionmissions.com. That's I-N-F-O at V-I-S-I-O-N-M-I-S-S-I-O-N-S dot C-O-M. Or email me personally at austin at reachingchina.org. That's A-U-S-T-I-N at R-E-A-C-H-I-N-G-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. We'd love to talk to you about the next steps you can take towards preaching Jesus in China. Whether that next step be Bible training, ministry training, or language and culture training. We'd love to guide you on your path to making Jesus famous in China. Friends, in the story of the prodigal son, when the father saw his son, he had compassion. In Chinese, it says he 动了此心, 动了此心 is Chinese for to have compassion. They need to know of the heavenly father who 动了此心 towards them. They need men who themselves towards them and desire nothing more than to go to China and preach the compassion of God toward them. Brother, will you and give your life to taking the gospel message to China? If not you, then who? Well, this concludes today's episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast. Be sure to tune into next week's episode for an account of persecution back in the days of dynastic China. Hear how missionaries endured and stood up under threats and harm and faithfully preached the gospel. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for the A Thousand Lives broadcast so that you won't miss out on other exciting stories and interviews all centered on preaching Christ in China. Please remember to pray for Ningxia this week. The people there need preachers who towards them and will come to them preaching Christ. Thank you again for listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast. This has been Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you'll find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as encouraging others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Well, until next time, 再见!